Hello and welcome to Season 2 of the Podcast Review Podcast. I'm your host, David Elder, an Associate Professor of Writing and Rhetoric at Morningside College. And you, dear listener, are very lucky because producer Zach is back. Without him, I'd sound like an amateur. I mean, the sound quality would be amateur. It's quite obvious I'm still an amateur, but whatever. This season, we're hoping to add a few more bells and whistles to the podcast, but we probably won't do it for this episode because it's the very beginning of the semester, and this is only the second time Zach and I have seen each other. We'll hammer out our plans for this season as we go. I thought it was more important to get a first episode out and start the semester than to plan. And if you haven't heard the podcast I'm going to review today, you'll thank me, because you'll listen to it, obsessively. I've been extolling its virtues to friends recently, and my friend Andy messaged me yesterday saying that he's, quote, waiting like a junkie for the next episode. And another friend of mine stated that the fact that this podcast is going to two episodes a week is the best news he's had in a while. I'm talking about the political podcast Keeping It 1600. If you're a politics nerd, and if you're of a certain political persuasion, this is possibly the best new podcast of 2016, and maybe the best podcast in all of podcastdom. Now, I know what you're thinking, or at least I'm projecting on you what I think you might be thinking, but David, shouldn't you be reviewing something for its pedagogical possibilities and not just fanboying out? Okay, sure, I'll get to that too, but honestly, this is one that you should just listen to, every new episode. This podcast is part of Bill Simmons' new venture, The Ringer, and actually, Keeping It 1600 has overtaken Simmons' own podcast as far as popularity on the iTunes 100. In case you don't get the name, and I've had to explain it to a few people, the phrase Keeping It 100 means being honest, staying true. So they changed it to 1600 because of the address of the White House. Yay, fun name! Now, before I continue, I should probably do my damn job and give you a little background about the podcast. As with any good podcast, the goodness starts with the hosts. And after I give a little background information on the hosts, it'll be pretty easy to see what political side uh, these guys and this podcast falls on. John Favreau and Dan Pfeiffer host the podcast. Now, this isn't the John Favreau that starred in Swingers with Vince Vaughn and directed a couple of Iron Man movies. No, this is the speechwriting prodigy that worked for Senator Barack Obama starting in 2005 and became Obama's chief speechwriter in 2007 and eventually the White House's director of speechwriting from 2009 to 2013. Favreau has held many different positions in different Democratic campaigns. Dan Pfeiffer has also held many positions within Democratic administrations and campaigns, but most notably he was White House Director of Communications from 2009 to 2013, and then became President Obama's Senior Advisor for Strategy and Communication from 2013 to 2015. Neither man left the White House specifically to start a podcast, but the world is a better place because they left, because they never would have been able to do the podcast from in the walls of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. So, it's pretty obvious that these guys know each other well, and they have great chemistry. But better still, they've got some real political bona fides. But this isn't the normal type of pundit radio show or podcast. These guys have been inside a campaign, and they have the same disdain for punditry as most of us, even though they technically turned pundit themselves. Favreau and Pfeiffer started their podcast during the primaries, with their first episode coming out May 4th of this year. Their commentary since the beginning has been concise, cutting, and full of cussing. In preparation for this podcast, I re-listened to a couple of their first episodes, and it's really interesting to listen to their comments about Trump then versus now. 
However, I'm not going to get too political in my review. I just want to say, they foresaw the circus that the 2016 presidential election would become, and I think it's pretty fair to say that their political leanings make them pretty critical of Trump. And, okay, I am going to get a bit critical of Trump. I'm going to get a little political. I teach rhetoric for a living, and I think it's pretty safe to say that the Trump campaign has been a travesty as far as rhetoric is concerned. It's okay to be critical of a racist. It's okay to be critical of someone who disparages women at every turn. It's okay to be critical of someone who has ruined an historically great party. Though, as Favreau and Pfeiffer point out, it's this historically great party's fault that Trump even has a platform. Oh, okay. All right. Rant over. And we'll get back to the fact that the hosts are critical of Trump. I, and according to the polls, the majority of Americans agree that they should be critical of Trump. However, it's not that they just stick to talking points like we might see from pundits on MSNBC or Fox News. Instead, these two qualified, intelligent gentlemen take a look at what the campaign is doing incorrectly. They use their insider knowledge to help the U.S. people understand why the campaign itself, not just the candidate, is doomed to fail. And to be fair, they often discuss the failings and missteps in Clinton's campaign as well. However, seeing as how one of the candidates is a professional politician and the other is a reality show host, it's pretty easy to see which one might run the more professional campaign. And Favreau and Pfeiffer suss out these differences with a plum, and they do a great job of using personal experience they gained in the Obama campaigns to show why each candidate is incorrect in their thinking on specific campaign issues. Just last week, Pfeiffer talked for about 10 minutes about the reason candidates should avoid press conferences and do more one-on-one interviews with qualified journalists. And remember, he was Obama's senior advisor for communication. He has dealt with his share of press conferences and interviews, and his insider take about why one is better than the other shed light on an issue I didn't know was an issue. One thing that's great about the show, though, is that even though these two hosts are eminently qualified, neither of them acts like they know everything. They constantly point out the unpredictability of an election and don't pretend to know information they don't know. In other words, they aren't like normal political pundits. In fact, during the second half of every episode, they bring on a guest. Every guest has been knowledgeable about campaigns in general or this campaign in particular. They've had Thomas Perez, the current Secretary of Labor and someone who was shortlisted for Clinton's VP pick. Tommy Vitor, Obama's former spokesman. Chuck Todd, host of Meet the Press, and Stuart Stevens, former strategist for Mitt Romney, just to name a few. That's right. Some of the guests are even Republicans. However, so far, every Republican guest has something in common. They all disdain Trump. So what I'm saying is that this podcast is obviously partisan. It's so incredibly in favor of the Democratic side of the aisle. However, no matter what your political persuasion, this podcast does a great job of showing some of the insider details of a campaign in a way that provides insight into the United States political process. Now, it should also be obvious that the biased, though in this election correct, viewpoint of the host would make it difficult to use a podcast in a classroom. Luckily, though, your intrepid host has some ideas to combat these difficulties. I teach mostly first-year students. And as such, I'm teaching a lot of students who have never voted in a general election before. I try not to get preachy and tell students who to vote for, but this podcast does a great job of showing the importance of voting. The hosts are passionate about politics and give good insight into the process and why a vote matters. However, because they are so partisan, I might try to find a right-leaning show for balance. I found a few conservative podcasts that might be good, but sadly... None of the hosts seem to have the level of experience in politics as Favreau or Pfeiffer. 
One I might suggest, even though it doesn't quite balance out the scale of left versus right, is 538's Elections podcast. It might be a good one to pair with Keeping It 1600. The podcast is Nate Silver's, and if you don't know who Nate, Nate Silver is, well, in a nutshell, he focuses on math and algorithms to try and figure out who will win elections. So while his punditry does seem to lean a little left, he mostly tries to focus on the facts of the election. I think this would be an interesting pairing with 1600 because Silver is a political outsider who understands how elections work on a broad scale, and Favreau and Pfeiffer are political insiders who understand the election from the candidate side. These two podcasts, especially together, would give first-time voters a lot of information about how an election works. And yes, I am a little wary of, quote, indoctrinating, unquote, my students, but I think a lot of that could be reduced by framing the podcasts for the students. Another place I could see this podcast being useful is in a communications classroom. Since both Pfeiffer and Favreau were involved in getting the president's message to the country in one form or another, they both have a lot to say about the way campaigns are reaching out to the public. The conversations they have about messaging, how the message is conveyed, and how messages are received could be wonderful discussion starters in an upper-level course about corporate communication, public relations, or rhetoric in general. And obviously, if you wanted to use this in a politics class, that would fit right in in probably any way you could think of. So, the podcast does have some use in the classroom. However, I understand that its overt bias might make it tricky to teach. Honestly, I think it could be a valuable tool, but mostly it's just the best podcast I've listened to over the summer, and I wanted to share it with you, my loyal listeners. And that's all for this week's episode. I want to thank Zach Scheneker for producing the Podcast Review Podcast. The logo for the show was created by Vaughn Donahue, owner of Destination Graphic. If you have any comments or recommendations for the podcast, you can contact me on Twitter, at David E. Elder. And a review of the show and a five-star rating always helps us out. We'll see you next week, and sorry, Joel, maybe next time. (laughs) 